Konnichiwa and welcome to the Code of the Cardboard Samurai, a podcast all about the Magic the Gathering uh, game in Japan. In this podcast, our goal will be to inform people both around and outside of Japan what is going on in the magic scene here. I'm your host, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama, and I'm joined today by two friends of mine, uh, Bobby and Ben. So Ben, you guys all know. Ben, say hello. Hey guys, I'm glad to be back on. And then our other co-host today is uh, Bobby Birmingham. So let's uh, give him a round of applause. Yay. Uh, Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your magic background? Hey, I'm uh, Bobby Birmingham. I used to be a SCG grinder back in the day when I was living in Maryland. Uh, I'm out here for work. And since I moved out here. I haven't played as much competitive magic as I used to. I've been playing more vintage and legacy and old school. Mm-hmm. However, now that Pioneer's back yeah. and all the standard cards that I used to love and play in during my heyday, I'm I'm back in full force, ready to go. Yeah, and that's why I kinda have we wanted to get Bobby on here today just because he he said he was a crestfallen magic player. He, <laughs> he he didn't want to play standard anymore. He's tired of the other formats, but now he's He's got the spark again. The spark has been reignited. My spark has been reignited. He has not been harvested. Yes, <laughs> he wasn't harvested. So let's talk about that first. So the topic today is going to be about Pioneer. Um, we're going to just talk about you know what the what's been going on so far in Japan in the Pioneer formats, like you know what we have each kind of experienced in the, the first few weeks here. And the first question I wanted to ask you guys is. Before you know, before we go into like the the details, how did you feel when they announced the Pioneer format? What was your reaction? I've never been so excited for a Magic format in my life. Yeah. Yeah. On scale from one to ten. Like ten, ten. Eleven. Like, you don't even know. Like the yeah. moment they said, "Boros like, Reckoner" might actually be good. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. How about you, Ben? What was your reaction? I was depressed. Why? Why? I love Snapcaster Mage. Oh. So if I can't cast Snapcaster, I'm kind of sad, to be honest. So I don't know if anybody knows about my background, but I did a uh, Frontier podcast for about two and a half years. I started playing that like right after uh, Frontier was announced. So this is basically Frontier Plus. You get you get yeah. the, the Theros and you get Return to Ravnica. The re- Return to which Ravnica, which is where I started playing Magic again. You also yeah. Ravnica. M15, which is Mutavolt, which is yeah, yeah. a card. Or M14. Oh, it's M14. M14. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very <clears throat> excited. And Frontier, you know, it was great, but. Goblins can only get so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I, got, I tried to get everybody into Frontier, but they weren't having it. But now everyone's super excited about Pioneer. So, um, we all played last weekend, I believe, was our first tournament. Yeah. yeah. I, I played a couple times, actually. I played three times. But, but let's have you guys talk about your first tournament first. So, yeah, we played at Mint Yokohama. We did. Yeah. I believe, yeah. like, 36 people or something. Yeah. We like also that. each played a different archetype, too. We did. Yeah. What did you guys play? Let's talk about that. So I was playing uh, Grixis mid-range control. Okay. Why'd you end up choosing that? Colgan's command. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the format. Like, how can I not play it? Like, so you wanted to play a deck with Colgan's Yeah, I get Jay's Friends Prodigy and mm-hmm. Colgan's command. That sounds tight. Okay, how about you, Bobby? What did you choose for that first day? Like burn. Red, white, burn. It's like the greatest hits of yeah. like my entire time <laughs> in standard. You know, every card I've just always liked, how, I gotta play it. How long would, would you say you've been like a burn player? Like, when did you start... Well, I remember my very first Star City Games tournament, and uh, I played Control, and I realized I'm not good at that. Same. 
So, and I, I hated not having time to go get a meal after. Yeah. So. I gotta pee. No, you're playing control. You can't yeah. go. That's pretty true, though. Yeah. I gave that up, and I was like, yeah, yeah burn. That works for me. And yes. I, since then, aggro player ever since. So, like, 80% aggro decks, would you say? Yeah. 80%. Yeah, 75%. No, 75%. Because I played some zombies and some other stuff, some mid-range stuff. So, yeah, I actually played three different tournaments. I played at Hallelujah on the first day, which that Saturday. And I think there was, like... I want to say like almost 40 people there, maybe 30-something people, and I played Mono Red Devotion, or not Mono Red, so Red Devotion with a splash of green. Um, and then that day I went with you guys, I think I played my Mardu Tokens deck, Yep. I want to say. You played Mardu. I played Mardu Tokens, which is a kind of a mid-range build. And then like the Monday afterwards, I played the Red Green Devotion again. So I played three tournaments. I was, I wouldn't say I'm pioneered out, but I got my fill. <laughs> That, that weekend. So how'd you guys end up doing that first weekend with your Grixis and your Burrows? So it was uh, three rounds. <laughs> yeah. And I crushed my first two rounds, like both two O's. Who'd you play? What'd you play against? You so first, uh, first round, I was against Blue-Black Control. Mm -hmm. And they have counter spells and everything, but I have more threats than they have counter spells mm -hmm. and Grixis. So they just couldn't keep up. Nice. It's a pretty similar story with round, uh, round two. Mm -hmm. It was against Blue-White Control. Their only thing that gave me a problem was uh, resolved as Kanta, because Grixis cannot deal with the mm -hmm. enchantments at mm -hmm. all. How about yeah. you, Bobby? How'd you do? Yeah, I, I actually beat Ben in the finals. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's well, not say finals here. Let's we, say... We, we played on the side before the finals, and he said, There's, what if we played? Well, we played anyways, and hmm. I crushed him. <laughs> I, let's be honest, though. I kept a one mana six nothing hand just sure. to see how the deck deals sure. with it. It did not work out for him. It did not work yeah. well. But no, I uh, I played against the Burn Mirror and uh, he didn't know how to use Eidolon of Red. I don't know the name of the, the card. Eidolon of the Great Revel? That's it. He didn't know how that card worked very well and I mm -hmm. two. I liked two. that card a lot. So he uh, he cut himself in a bind where he was at three life and couldn't play anything before getting killed. And then uh, I played against Hardened Scales and turns out playing Rampaging Ferocidon in the main is extremely powerful because they can't use their scavengers to gain life. Mm -hmm. And I just dumpstered on them. Yeah. And Menace is very, oh, menace is. very important. So, yeah, the three O decks in that small tournament were your Boros Aggro deck, yep. and I think there was also like a Naya Heroic deck yeah, with like Naya, Feather. Naya maybe? Feather, which Naya I don't Feather. think going forward green should be in it mm -hmm. uh he was playing dromoka's command which i get it the fight's great and the plus one plus one's great but it's target creature shit. is that also yeah so it does when it's the plus one plus one in the mm -hmm. fight uh but i don't think that's worth it mm -hmm. i was i've been playing around with the red white heroic list mm -hmm. and i just think it's it's better this way without the green it's like, just leaner right just it's faster. leaner you're not you're not playing the temples which really so slows you, you down that, that's what happened to him we, we played a side game afterwards mm -hmm. and he led on you know temple of green and white and i just shellacked him because mm -hmm. he just he couldn't yeah. stop me yeah he shouldn't be playing those. i just yeah. think in pioneer right now you have to be playing spells every turn yeah you need to be you, you can't you, spend a turn just with a tapped mana like, you, you have to have efficient mana basically yeah. you gotta be using yeah. it to best your ability. so yeah it was boros aggro and the naya heroic and then i think there was also like a mono green stompy deck that won that day well, that, the three O decks that's expand now so <laughs> um but it was mono green stompy it wasn't the uh it wasn't the uh, what do you call the nykthos deck the nykthos deck ramp. yeah okay. i ended up going two and one i did all right i lost to like an a mid-range deck and then i beat dredge and i beat in soul with my uh token stack 
just because I was like fatal push thought sees fatal push thought sees planeswalker 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 thought sees is the best card in the format it, right now yeah. was the insult deck playing ginger brute by chance because that card's dope maybe because Probably. turns out it can't be blocked by other haste creatures yeah or it has, it has, be, be, has to be blocked by, by haste creatures creature, yeah that's like a legitimate line of text because it's just unblockable half the Basically. time like one mana like you're just taking this five damage that's mm-hmm. awesome um, when I was at the uh, Hallelujah event, uh, I ended up going three and two, I, but I made top eight. I was like in there for like I would have made third place if I won my last my last round. But like the top decks there were uh, Hardened Scales, Tamer Energy, and I also think there was like another red deck wins. So was the Energy deck like the one that was in standard, or was it doing something with the combos? The Energy I think was just like the one that was like in standard. Okay. It's like Timur. Yeah. So energy. just like yeah. good stuff, Bristling Hydra yeah, and uh, the 3 2. The yeah, Winding Constrictor. Yeah. I think the Wait, winner. Winding Constrictor was in that deck. The Winding Constrictor was black. The winner was oh. just Kai Sahili, but that's, yeah, not necessary gone, to baby, talk gone. about anymore. <laughs> that's not happening. So these were all our tournaments were pre bands. Yeah, all these pre bands. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one I went to, uh, I, I did absolutely horrible. It was a five, it was a 30 person event in, in Yokohama and. Uh, I used my devotion deck again. I went like one and four. But Oof. the big news from this event was the possibility storm deck that oh, everyone yeah. saw about, or that everyone saw on Saffron Olives. Um, stream on stream. Yes, yeah. he got that from my post when I posted it about the results of yeah, that storm. So yeah, so we all go there. We all play there, and yeah. it's like wow. The thing with that Saffron deck though, it's, it's they're only playing the one into the infinite, and. Uh, if if you draw that, you're actually stuck with it. I, I was like going through the whole list, and there's no way to like mitigate drawing that magic card, and mm-hmm. then not just like having to p- go a different way and pivot. Yeah. Like you have to then kill him with attacking. With you gotta your... hope you don't draw it in three turns or four turns, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, so the next thing I would like to talk about is like you know we had a chance to kind of play against Japanese players. Uh, how do you guys think the format has been received in Japan so far? I think everyone loves it yeah. so far. Just it's the people you played against seem to be enjoying themselves. Standard has always been the most popular format in mm-hmm. Japan. And now that you have like Standard Plus and Pioneer, mm-hmm. I just think it's a home run here. You guys yeah. played at Shinjite sometimes, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of like the legacy, legacy modern, modern yep. place. Yeah. And were there, did they usually have really good uh, turnouts there at their tournaments? They're always... They're always full when I go there. For FNM, yeah. like their yeah. legacy events are packed. Mm. Yeah, so really popular. But yeah. you think Pioneer will be as popular then? Maybe. I hope so. I mean, think about it. In here in Japan, no one, the casual scene isn't really huge. Mm-hmm. But man, they love those competitive these competitive formats, formats yeah. and just look at the prices of cards. Yeah. You know, during yeah. any standard season, whatever the hot number one Oko, for instance, yeah. hundred dollar card or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. So. This would be if this if this sticks and it's actually a pro tour format. I think it's actually. Well, we got GP be... Nagoya coming up next year, or say Magic Fest Nagoya, which is going to be Pioneer. That's it. Then so the... we're all planning on going, right? I'm gonna go. Yeah. Nagoya, yeah, let's go. absolutely. Give me some of those uh, mystery packs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, What's the mystery Bobby. So another thing I wanted to ask. Sweet so we we plan to play a lot of Pioneer. Over the next few months, right? Yeah, is is much as much as we can. Whenever we have time to make it out to Yokohama or Tokyo, so do you think playing Pioneer in Japan will be like different than playing it back in the USA? Like, do you think this will affect you negatively or positively? Or well, I do know 
that here everyone's like ready to play. Yeah. I've been seeing on Twitter a lot of people they'd go to the ref and M's for Pioneer mm-hmm. and they don't fire because they don't have enough people. Yeah. Here, the moment I walk into a store and it's a Pioneer event, it's packed. It's full. It's like, like already it is. twenty people like yeah. ten twenty yeah. minutes before. Yeah. And everyone's ready to go and they got their decks ready. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see that being an issue. It's gonna be if it's popular. It's gonna be popular here, unlike in America, where it takes a little longer. People are more worried about the about the bannings and in a deck the and, money. That seems yeah. to be the biggest well, problem. Is I think that's just also a cultural difference where people in Japan, when they have a hobby, they'll just spend hard on it. Yeah. yeah. Versus in the U.S., like where magic is like a hobby, and you can only put say X amount of dollars a month. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Japan, they're like, nah, no, nah, let's do like five, six hundred dollars a month. Like, oh, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why people have like their those Gundam figures and <laughs> all that stuff in their yeah. Their, like, their you choose one stuff. hobby here and you just spend all, all out. That's why Comic Hat is like so huge. You know, like people go there and they just buy all these goods yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Are you guys gonna go to Comic Con? No, yeah. I was thinking about. I was it. actually thinking about it. But I won't. I, I won't go to the the video game one, but I'll go to the Comic Con. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. I think looks good. The images are gonna be there, right? Next yeah. in two weeks. In Chiba, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Um. Okay, so the next thing I would like to talk about is uh, let's talk about like the stores in general. How do you not only the players' acceptance, but do you think the the stores in Japan have reacted positively to Pioneer format so far? They love it. Oh yeah, yeah? they yeah. have these shelves and shelves of these old cards from mm-hmm. Standard that were they're probably selling for thirty, forty, fifty yen before. Before yeah. now, yeah. probably worth four to six times that. So price wise, they're enjoying. Oh, they're loving making it. all this money because either. A, they didn't get a reprice in time, and they actually sold mm-hmm. their stock. Or B, they got a reprice and then selling it for more. Like, yeah. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. yeah, like they're just selling all this back stock that they had. You know, mm-hmm. when we went out and we picked through all those different bulk boxes, we were finding cars that for you know, 50, 100 yen, and now mm-hmm. they're selling for... Four, you know, 600 yen. Four, 500, five, 500. 600 yeah, yeah, yen yeah. each, even more for some of them. So I think that the stores are liking it. I, ha- sure. I haven't seen that many buy list places yet, though. I've seen there like Whoa. a couple. I think like Tokyo MTG is, has had like some of their hot cards, you know, on their Twitter. Like we were buying yeah. this, this, and this. Well, like Jason. That's because all prices here. right now are based on speculation. Yeah, we I don't know what's going to be good. In the every place, yet. though, Mana Confluence is what they want to buy. Yeah, every, it's the only card that's been consistent in every store. That there's been like a, a poster saying like we'll buy it for three. I think Jace yeah. also has been pretty popular as like a wanted card. Yeah. Or sorry, Jace Brin's Prodigy I mean, has been popular in Japanese yeah. stores over here. Every deck needs a Jace. Yeah, or every card <laughs> needs a Jace. Like, yeah, like yeah, that card's nuts. I think I don't know if you guys have remember any of the buy list prices, but I think like it's going for like thirty two. They're buying for like thirty two. Well, or something just like also that. people were anchored on it. What is in standard is eighty to one hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. And that's but that was crazy. in just a few sets. Now we have all these other cards that are as powerful. So I don't know if it'll raise, it'll go up that I mean, that much. It's, like, it's a two minute planeswalker. Like that card's Li- nuts. Liliana, which like six the, the Liliana the Last Hope. She's like six thousand in Japan now. I, I yeah, think. more than the US. Yeah. So, but I don't think like between Jace and her and like all those other high mana cards, sorry, high, high price cards. I don't think that. It'll go up to like what it was. In standard. Mm, I could see Jace going that high, actually. Yeah, I can see it too. So it was in Origins. Origins mm-hmm. was open, but it wasn't open like a ton. Mm-hmm. So and it wasn't the from but the vault. Also from the vault, right? But even that, the how much? Walkers. How much did that really put into the mm. put in? Right, and it's a four of exactly. It's a four of mythic four of. Mm-hmm. Like. It wasn't any supplemental products, and mm-hmm. being a flip, it's a little harder to like put in put in a regular set. Yeah. 
You know, like when they when they yeah. had Origins, they had five flip cards, and that just the drafting logistics was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, have the prices gone up? Like you said, you know, the stores you know were happy to get rid of their stock, but recently, have you had a chance to go back out into the, the stores around Tokyo and Yokohama and check out what the prices are currently? Shock lands up. Yeah. All lands. All lands. All lands. Oh shock man! Check. Fast, fast lands. lands. Fast lands. Fast lands have like tripled. Mm-hmm. Even paint lands have gone up a little bit. I yeah. think uh, Amber, Mox Amber, has also gone up around on town. That's like 2,500 yen. Which is crazy because it, it's not played anything in Pioneer. In Modern, yeah, it is right now. Wait, Kethis. Kethis Combo. Kethis Combo. Kethis Emery Combo. Also, I take also, my statement back. I have been proven wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kethis. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask about. So as far as like how Japan, uh, sorry, Japanese MTG stores have reacted. What about event-wise? Have you seen a lot of stores in japan having events yes yeah all the stores are started adding in events mm. since then like it, it, they're not like the main events so mint for instance they're still playing standard most yeah. days of the week yeah but friday night magic is still standard still standard but pioneer is now monday or sunday or right? tuesdays or something yeah. yeah yeah and the store i usually like to go to in tokyo a smaller one mm-hmm. this thing would actually change their their fm to pioneer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just, love to do that. I would just, go to Far- Friday Night Magic. Yeah, again just because of the fact that, like, a standard deck is already a Pioneer deck. Right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, you, that's, and there's not as much of a power between standard and Pioneer than a standard and modern. Like, that's yeah. a huge jump between yeah. standard and modern. You could play an Oko deck right now and probably crush someone. <laughs> yeah, you could play yeah. Slow Tie Oko it would be, and Pioneer and be okay. It might not tier be Tier 1, but it could be, like, Tier 1.5. Yeah. It's as as strong. It's just, you know, it depends Until on consistency. Oko. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they have events. I think at two places already in Yokohama. I know Hallelujah is doing Pioneer events as well. They have uh, stuff every weekend now, and they have daily Pioneer events if you want to go. Did they stop doing Frontier? They, they are still doing Frontier, but I think it's probably just because they already planned on doing a God of Frontier event, and they they have like a, a trial or two left, yeah. and then they have like probably the final God of Frontier, and I think that's happening in December, and then that's like over. Everything. You gotta go win that one and be a pioneer man. Yeah, but I mean, I played, so. I played there all the time. I played <laughs> Frontier. Put it to a vote. What's more dead, Legacy or Frontier? Frontier. Frontier. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> Legacy. Definitely. You still got someone playing. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> That's depressing. I gotta, I gotta bring up sour grapes like that, man. I love, yeah. I love Legacy. Um, other than the stores, what about other prices in like the Japanese market? So Ben, you said you yeah, so stuff you guys rushed to stores, and I was like, man, I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So I just did all my shopping on Mercari. Mm-hmm. And so Mercari is kind of like Yahoo, or, or it's like, like an app, right? Or it's like it's eBay, kind of. Yeah, but so like, Craigslist, but more like Craigslist, I think. But, but you don't meet up with people; they send it just through mail. Yeah, it's yeah, it's much. It's better. like Takashi's list. It's awesome. It's great, and. <laughs> I just, when I got the announcement, like, 4 a.m., I just started buying cards. And, <laughs> like, I was like, okay, this seems good. Same. I'm, every fast line I could get my hands on, I got, I bought them. Yeah, but I, like, <laughs> I didn't buy just indiscriminately. I pretty much bought cards I want to play. I brought, I bought indiscriminately. Oh, I bought. If I thought it was, if it was a fast if, land, if it seemed I playable. bought it. If it was just, like, a good deal, I bought it. It was like, it's a Mythic for 100 yen? Sure. Shoot. Well, like, a week ago, me buying a 100 yen World Breaker versus today, me buying 100 yen or world breaker is totally different. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, 100 yen, let's do it all yeah. day, all you know. Yeah. But two weeks ago, no, I don't want that. That's trash. Like mm-hmm. that's not playing anything. Yeah. But like, yeah. So what were what were the best deals you got? I think we, let's talk about that real quick. Shopping in Japan, what'd you pick up for like a really good price? Um, 
I just thought about it. It's like I like Rixus. There's K Command. I'm gonna be playing Jason's Prodigy, mm-hmm. Nicol Bolas the Ravager, Liliana the Last Hope. Mm-hmm. Take through time. So you bought all that stuff. You yeah. picked up all that stuff really cheap. <clears throat> yeah, like not what, really what kind cheap. of? But like what kind of prices were you? Like, were you I was paying two thousand five hundred per Jason's Prodigy. That's, That's a price. really good price. That's yeah, good price. you got those here or you got those on Mercari? Mercari. Okay. And then I picked up uh, Liliana Last Hope for four thousand each. Yeah, that's not bad. I was and getting those from America for like twenty seven, yeah. I think, when I when I bought some. And I picked up Nickel Bullets Ravager for like eight hundred yen. Oh, that card is going to be yeah. So the card, I mean, it's another. Four that's of. good. Oh yeah, the card is going to be if it if it, if that archetype stays like I think it will. Oh. it's going to be it's very expensive. M nineteen card. You get dig through time. Thought sees Colgan's command in that color. Well, wait, what was Salumgars? Scorn. Yeah. What were your best deals, Bobby? Man, I bought so many dig through times for like hundred yen. Hundred yen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got like a stack of them. Well, like, now you have to sell them before they ban it. So. No, well, if they ban it, I'm, I'm, I don't think it'll be banned. Uh, I think it's more fair in this format. I don't know. Dig, man. I, I think, can see Treasure Cruise sticking around, but not dig through. And time. all those, mm. all those uh, hard occurrence, thirty yen each. Yeah, I got like a hundred of those bad boys. Yeah. So who's ready to? I <laughs> hope that card does something. Ban so, Smuggler's Crafter. Megan's just say like, dig through time is an instant. It should not be an instant. Mm-hmm. But it's too blue. It, it's, it's, harder <laughs> to act, it's harder to activate with the Delve. Not when you have Jace Prince Prodigy. Really? Yeah, well, Jace helps. But, Jace um, helps. That fuels that deck. But like, if someone just ends up playing like a Rest in Peace against you, oh. then it's going to take a lot longer. If, hold on. Escanta's never going to flip. Wait a minute. If you're not going to use your dig until turn seven. I don't play as If they're playing rest in peace against you to stop your dig through time, they're losing the game. Well, if you're playing like, if they're playing like a, a Gearhulk deck as well, I would totally play rest in peace against. Man, I still get a five six on flash like a five. That's, yeah, that's still okay with me. I don't think bringing a rest in peace like okay, cool, you stop that. I'm going to beat you down with my mm-hmm. five six, and I'm going to just like I don't know if you're in a hard cast. Was it eight mana? Yeah, I can still park. I'm a control deck. You're control deck. But yeah, control decks get eight mana. Yeah, I don't. If you're bringing rest in peace in, and they're not like recurring things from the graveyard, like you know, prize amalgams and whatnot, mm-hmm. they're losing the game. and They're probably bad at sideboarding. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> so my big my big deals. I got. I think I picked up like twenty to thirty Jeskai Ascendancy for like eighty yen to hundred yen each. I think Bobby got a couple as well. Got some of those. Yeah, that's another card. I'd be nervous about them banning. Like. Eh. I don't, I don't it know. It is a maybe. lot for one card. Um, <laughs> card's great. Ugh. What else did I get? I got like 100 yen Siege Rhinos just because, you know, they seem like strong cards. They seem mm-hmm. like decent cards. Seems like strong cards. That card warped a format for two years. Sphinx, <laughs> Sphinx Revelations I picked up for like 200 yen. I don't think that's as good as Dig Through Time. Mm, maybe. I, like, going forward, Sphinx's Revelation might be a one of. Mm-hmm. Dig through time is like a three of. Depends on how Two relevant four, the, the life yeah. the life gain is, probably. I just, or if you're playing white. Actually, if you're playing white, and a lot of people aren't playing white, even though I know that Sphinx, uh, Supreme Verge mm-hmm. is like the best shot sweeper. up in price. So that's, mm-hmm. And that's the best sweeper, like yeah. you said. Yeah. yeah. I got a whole bunch of uh, Torrential Gear Hulks for like 400, 500 yen yeah, as well. Money. Which is really good. So Ooh. there's a lot of good deals. There's still some deals around, I think, but it's like more, it's like. <clears throat> It's it's a good deal, but it's not a bargain. Yeah. At this point but in Japan, am I going too hard if I want to play like Torrential Gear Hulk with Commit to Memory and Narset? The draw and then don't draw. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can do it. You get a flashing Gear Hulk. It's the only and format you can do it. Memory. Yeah. And 
you draw seven cards, they Somebody draw one. Somebody did that with like Days of Doing, I think. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. the same thing, except this is instant speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are people playing at Days of Doing yet? Is that a thing? Maybe. But you I think someone that? was doing that. Someone did like the Narset draw, you can't draw combo already. So. Yeah, I've been seeing less Narset than I thought I would, to be honest. Is it the new Narset or the old Narset? New Narset. The new Narset. That card's yeah. so broken. Um, it ruined Vintage. Huh. Narset is a bad thing. Same huh. as the new card. Huh. Ruined. New Teferi as well? Everything. Yeah. War of the Spark ruined Vintage. Huh. You can quote me on that one. Um, one more thing <laughs> that's kind of like uh, price, you know, whatever card related. What cards do you think will be in short supply in Japan? Like, Jace. You think so? It'll be like impossible to get <laughs> yeah. here. Jace Friends Prodigy. Absolutely. Anything else other than Jace? Uh, anything from an. Oh, so, Nicobolus, if it's from an, a core set, yeah, uh-huh. it's going to be super hard. If it's from. Why do you think so? It's not popular. No one in buys J- that Japan, crap. Just yeah. in general, like corsets are not popular. Mm-hmm. If it's from War of the Spark, though, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, because that was opened up. Crap so I mean, yeah. if you go on for the American players, you go on TCG Player right now, mm-hmm. and you want to buy a feather of English, it's going to cost you, I don't know, a dollar or two. Mm-hmm. You want to get a Japanese one, it's like ten cents. Yeah, because the Japanese boxes were open so much, but no mm-hmm. one wants the Japanese cards. Yep. It's crazy. Except for like, the Narset, Except for Teferi, the, Karn. Yeah, the alternate arts. The alternate art Planeswalkers. Well, yeah, even yeah. then, it's just those four or five. Yeah. I think, I don't know, and a Ballista might, might see a lot of play, so I think that'll be hard to, to get. Um, Liliana, I think, is another one that's going to be really hard to get in Japan. Mythics from second sets, I think we talked about that like, yeah. before the podcast, was any mythic that's like Scarab God... Uh, Liliana, like those from the second sets, are going to be a lot harder to get a hold of because they were opened a lot less yeah, in Japan, especially. Yeah, especially in Japan. Because I mean, USA, you have so many Grand Prix and, yeah. and stuff like that, and people are opening up sealed product all the time. But Japan, they get like one sealed yeah. or one limited, you know, events a year. Most people do mass openings when the set first comes out. Yeah, never again. And then you have then you have like the Japanese players that I don't know if you've seen these guys before. That where they just like sit at. A counter and just open up packs. Uh-huh. Yeah, just open up packs, and then they like to throw away everything except for the rare. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so. that's how I got my place out of. Uh, what's that? What's that land from Ixalan? The one that it's like Cavern Souls, but worse. Uncharted something. Yeah, Uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. Some guy was just like, I don't want these. And I was like, Unclaimed I, territory. I do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Unclaimed territory. I was like, I want those. Got yeah. a free place. I, I always dumpster dive at magic yeah. stores in in Japan and get like. There's my place that's finished. Yeah. I mean, it's free real estate. <laughs> Especially, like, other places are buying it for, like, 100 yen, you know, across the, across the road. I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll just grab those just, and make 10 bucks real quick. Sometimes they just overcharge on these commons and uncommons. Yeah. You're just like, what, really? Oh, yeah. There was that four-mana five, deal five for, like, two red and two colorless for in, in our devastation. I don't remember the name of the card. It was a common. It was, like, 200 yen because it just didn't mm-hmm. exist because no one bought that set. Yeah. Oh, a braid. Is, it wasn't a braid. It was no, a I'm just saying, like, a oh, braid is also not hard, hard to find. I mean, it's 700 yen right now. Searing blood as well. I, oh I feel like a God. lot of the, I feel like a lot of the Theros block stuff is kind of hard yeah. to find. Like, the, especially Born of Gods and, like, yes. Journey to Nyx. Theros, not so much. Theros yeah, is open to life. Second and third set, harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so. except for Dragon's Maze, because there's nothing good in Dragon's Maze. It's like Maze. Japan, you might have problems finding, like, your Burmaz. Maze's End? Maze's End, maybe. You also have Shock. But that was had a lot of promos, though. They were just reprinted, but yeah. there was some, like there were like one or two per box. Yeah. Okay, so let's change gears here a little bit and let's talk more about you know just Pioneer in general. What decks 
do you want to play again the most? What are you looking forward to playing again in this Pioneer format? Red decks. All the red decks. Like, for example? Burn. Mm-hmm. Feather. Stuff that gets people dead faster than they can kill me. Like, I want to just... Like, do you have past red decks that you really like? Remnant Red, maybe? Remnant yeah. Red. We got Goblins. We got... What about a Tarka Red? A tar- you, know, you know what they have all the... The Tarka Red. The Goblin Rebel Master. All that stuff. Yeah. All those cards. Like, if it's got Monster and Swift Spear, if it's got Beaumont Courier, uh-huh. and it's got Remnant Ruins, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, you get those three cards plus... Oh, you know what card's going to be rare? I know we're Cops, going back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cobra's in the deck. Wild Slash is impossible yeah. to yeah. find. I know that we're like past that topic, but Wild Slash... You think it's expensive in America? It's even more expensive here. I think in Japan. they're already buy listing for like two or three, three hundred yen each. Yeah, you, I mean, for, for those, so. super expensive. Yeah. But that card, because it's just the better shock, right? Yeah, and shock it's is the best a shock. It's it's a that's a pioneer playable. It's yeah. shock, which who'd have thought that exactly. shock was going to be good? But well, because there's no lightning bolt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got searing spear, lightning strike, where it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. How about, so how about you, Ben? Ben, I know you're a control player. So what are your favorite control builds that you want to play? Well, beyond Grixis, probably like Blue White Approach, the Second Sun. Mm-hmm. But now we get to use Fae of Wishes. They so can tutor for it from sideboard. What does the Fae Wish do again? Is that the three mana card? Uh, so it's the fairy, and then for four mana, you can look at your sideboard for a non-creature card uh-huh, and put it in uh-huh. your hand. Like, so like they can't like surgical extract it with like uh, Lost Legacy. Yeah, or, it's in your sideboard. Like then, that. That yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Dang that tech. And not just that, <laughs> but like, Approach was a problem in Standard. Yeah. That's before Narset and Teferi were printed. Yeah. Narset just digs you for Approach so much quicker now. Yeah. I mean, you can play Narset and you can play um, Ascanta. And, and Sphinx's Revelation. And Sphinx Revelation. And you can play, what was it? The, um, what did we say? Dig Through Time. So you have yeah. all those different it, It's things. insane. Like, one Dig Through Time finds you your Approach the Second Sun immediately. Mm-hmm. You're like, if you cast it once, mm-hmm. seven cards deep, wait. Doesn't it go seven cards deep? Mm-hmm. You just find it immediately, yeah, on, off an instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good. So I'm I'm really psyched to play mid range again, just because like when I played Frontier, it was either control combo or aggro, and like there was no mid range decks out there. Like, maybe we should kind of talk about Bruise next. Yeah. So Bruce. do you guys know about Bruise? I won with my brew last night, and I'm so excited. What's it like, Ryan? Top deck in your win con? Out of sight, my man. No. The other thing. Brewing. Yeah. What is that? Well, it's tough to explain. I think I made a brew once. Really? What was the archetype? Man, I don't remember. That's not a good start, but keep going. It was aggro or combo or, you know, something tier one. I played at a Grand Prix and made day two with it. 50% of the other players were on it as well. Heck, even the pro players streamed every day that week. I'm pretty sure that's not a brew. Damn it. I love playmat. I love dice. Are you just looking at things in my game room and saying you love them? I love ramp. Do you really love ramp? Or are you just saying it because you saw me building it? I love ramp. I love ramp. You really want to know what brewing is? Yeah. Tell us. More than anything in the world. Well, it's really quite simple. It's kind of like... 
Gonna find my combo piece, gonna play it right, gonna grab some pioneer delight. My motto's always been when they tap out, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a counterspell fight? When everything's a little better when you're on the play. And you know they don't have an answer anyway. Two for ones, working up my appetite, looking forward to a little pioneer delight. Ascendancy awakening makes sparks ignite, and the thought of comboing is so exciting. Smugglers, coppers in flight. Boom! Pioneer delight. Whoop! You guys have it, I think. Pioneer delight. I don't know, Ryan. That sounds kind of crazy. Sounds like you'll have matter problems, man. Yeah, you'll get mana problems, man. Pioneer Delight. Oh, that was a great song. That was hilarious. Thanks for singing, guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. How'd you like that? So, yeah, we got we hope you, we got you guys in the mood for, for brewing now. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about our brews, what we've been working on, what we've been wanting to play. So what have you guys been working on? What have you been building in your spare time? I know, Bobby, you've been going through all your cards and stuff. Feather. Feather? So after that guy shellacked me with his Naya Feather deck, mm-hmm. and was like playing some casuals, I was like, I need to play this card. Feather's cool. It's like the colors I like, red and white. It's doing everything I, I, I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut green, and he just he just streamlined that deck. Dreadhorde Archimed, uh Arcanist. Arcanist. Arcanist, yeah. Yeah, you know, still has got favorite Hapolite in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Swift Spear. You can play Soul Scar Mage. And then uh, he played the 10th the tenth District Legionnaire, which I didn't mm-hmm. even realize was a magic card until he played it against me. Was that like the old one from the gate? No, no War Spark, Red, Red White. Spark. It's like when you target it, it's like plus two, plus one, you scry ah, or something, right? Yeah, yeah well, so, well that guy gets a counter. He gets yeah, plus yeah. one, plus one, and scries. He's uh-huh, a Red uh-huh, White, uh-huh. like hasty 2-2. Two, two, yeah, Which so is good. nuts. I'd like, mm-hmm. I drafted War multiple times, and I just don't remember playing that card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, he, uh, he dumps for me with that guy. And then he's Defiant Strike, you can play Expedite, God's Willing, Reckless Rage, and Titan Strength, which I love. Is is Boros the correct color? Or do you think Jeskai could be a possibility as well? Because I know there's some unblockable effects well, in I there. just don't know what blue is going to add. Like what, More what, cantrips. What blue, but I'm not trying to draw cards because I got Feather. Feather just yeah. lets me just well, cast my Titan Strength a million times. Effects. And then maybe you could add in like... Uh, like what's a double striking card? The um, Bor- Boros. No, the Timir Battle Rage. Oh, you got that. You could play that already. already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's in there, but we could always try it out. I mean, that card's sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, ferocious. Like, what happens? I forget how that card works. And ferocious. If you get like over four, it does double strike and trample. Yeah. You just yeah. Put down your tenth street. Le- or not your tenth street legionnaire, but your favorite hoplite. You hit uh-huh. him once or twice. He's already going to be at four. Give you a four six or four five, and then you crush their face with a double strike and trampling, dude. What are they gonna do? Nothing, and he takes no damage. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's gonna be hard to play. Against. If you can't see my hands, my hands are in the air. Mind is blown because my mind is blown because that card destroyed me because I forgot what that card did. Any, any other decks that you you're thinking of playing? Anything else you're brewing? Um, I want to ramp again. Yeah, 
can't uh, make ramp. Too. I know that all the good ramp cards are gone, but we still have Ugin, and yeah. turns out Arboral Grazer is a magic card still. Yeah, people are playing that now. We still have Scape Shift. In yeah, format. right. Like we should just be scape shifting into Field of the Dead because that's not yeah, banned yeah. yet. Like let's Field of the Dead. Golos is, is great. You know, <laughs> basically all these new ramp decks that I've seen that have like Golos, the Arbor Grazer, and then the Rejuvenator, just like to put lands yeah. into play on that's, top that's of, of grabbing. Stuff. It runs like twenty eight lands. That yeah. sounds amazing. Well, I mean, you just dig, 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 dig. Does he play Dig Through Time? No. It, it feels like it should. Yeah. Every deck should play Dig Through Time. That's not an aggro deck. Actually, I kind of want to start playing blue into my aggro mm-hmm. decks just to play treasures. Yeah, draw three. To just one draw one. three and just dumpster on people. Ancestral <laughs> Are you brewing any unique control decks, Ben? Just <laughs> blue white, I guess. It's not really unique though. It's mm-hmm. just the greatest hits from standard the last couple mm-hmm. years in one deck. Yeah, that's really it's exactly. like MTG bops. But what I want to try though is like Dreadhorde Arcanist mm-hmm. with the, the Omen, or our devastation split card, Claim to Fame. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. The so plus return, plus zero, right? No, so you like return first half is you return a creature where mana costs two or less for one black mana. That's good. To the battlefield. The second half is one colorless, one red. And you can have target creature get plus two plus zero oh, and haste, haste until yeah. end of turn. So you get like a three mana card back as well, right? Yeah, so you, you cast it for three mana, mm-hmm. first half, second half. Mm-hmm. You get Dreadheart Arcanist from Graveyard to mm-hmm. Battlefield attacking. Mm-hmm. And you could target Cole against Command. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so maybe I should have asked, do you have any non-control decks that you're thinking about? Oh, no. No, okay, no. yeah. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> um. As far as like the brews I have going on, I've been trying to work on like a Boros Tokens deck. I think that could be like really strong. I'm calling the the name. I, I love. I always think of the name first before I actually brew the deck. This is called Barokins. Wait, you know, like what? Boros and Tokens. Oh. But it's also broken. So. Got it. Yeah. So Legion Loyalist seems like a really fun card to play around. So I, I got like that in there. I got like uh, Reckless Bushwhacker, Burmaz. Uh, you know the uh, what is it the rabble master smuggler's copter? It's basically like a super fast I have, aggro I have a token deck. What if you just took out the white you and just, just made, made it red? Red. And you just made a goblin. But see now I can go super wide, so I can block your guys. Why would you deck. want to block when you can just attack? Because I can block and then go. The haste is another big thing. Is that I can play against the uh, what do you call them? the I control a decks deck. a little bit more? I got a goblin deck. I, I brewed up, um, and it's it's got. A lot of the stuff you just said, Legion Loyalist, you know, that gives it first strike and mm-hmm. trample if you give Attack a, with three creatures. If, yeah, which just, is easy to I do. I love tokens. I, I love tokens. That's then just that's my thing. thing. Yeah, and, and that's another one of the decks that I brewed up is like a, a Mardu tokens deck. So I've been, uh, it's more of like a mid-range control deck, like I was telling you guys about before I played that, I think. Is, is that the one I helped out with? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like, it's got like the Chandra Acolyte of Flame, Gideon, Ally of Zendikar, Soren, Solemn Visitor, and then like you got like Secure the Waste, and then you just play pretty much all control uh, cards after that. You got like Thoughtseize, Abrade, Dread Wars, Deafening Clarion. Um, I got Hidden Stockpile in there. I got Assemble the Legion as like a, a, a way to kind of get inevitability okay, sure. and yeah. stuff like that. If you know if they kill my Planeswalkers, but Chandra, the Acolyte of Flame, makes everything have flashback basically yeah pretty much so you can like play your secure the waste again for for x whatever yeah i think the best threats right now in pioneer are probably enchantments or planeswalkers yeah i agree on enchantments for sure and i had one more deck i don't know if i told you guys about yet it's it's called splendid omnath so basically it's a ramp deck 
that puts out Borogimos or Omnath or Multani uh, Yevma's avatar or Cavalier of Flame. You bring your hands back to your hand. Flame. So you bring your bring your lands back to your hand with Living Twister or I think there's a couple other ones like you know Multani can bring stuff back to your hand. Um, so you bring them back to your hand and then you discard and Enter kill with Barbagimos. Gives you lands your hand too. What's up? Enter the infinite gives you lands your hand too. And then you can throw them all with that Barbagimos. <laughs> yeah, but just ends it. I mean, yeah, but I don't want to build that deck. You know, this is this is just more my my yeah, pace, my speed. my thing. So this is what I enjoy. So would you play Dreadbore? Would you play Bedevil? Is it is the one black mana more for an instant? Like, would you just like not play it? Which one? I, for me, like yeah, Dreadborn Dreadborn fairy exists, instead of a braid, I'm playing Dreadbore because I'm going for mana efficiency over instant speed. Makes sense to me. For, because... You said instead of a braid. Uh, no, no, instead of uh, Bedevil and Dreadbore. Yeah, because yeah. if Teferi exists in the format, just don't even plan on. Playing like instance almost. Mm, yeah. Like you can beat Teferi, but you have to do it at sorcery speed. Yeah. Good thing. Boris Charm is basically an instant or basically a sorcery. Yeah. You just curse their face with that. Mm-hmm. I guess I will try that out. Okay, well, um I think that pretty much does it for today. Do you guys have any shout outs? Or do you have like a Twitter you want people to to follow you on? Oh, or? God. I mean up to you. Do you guys want to follow anything? me on Twitter at yammed up? Yammed up. How do you uh, spell that? Y a m m e d u p. Yeah. I mostly just post about garbage and nothing. And memes. And memes yes. and me complaining about. Actually, I don't complain anymore. I just. Yeah. I just avoid all the Twitter drama huh. for all the Magic players. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me, of course, at Yoshwenky. Y o s c h w e n k y. Um, also. You can check out my website, www.thejapanhobbyist.com. And Ben, do you want to give any shout-outs? Or wanna... uh, I'm trying to remember my Twitter handle right now. Well, we can always have... Oh, okay, I got it here. Got I got it, it. I got okay. it. <laughs> it's Benjamin Payne mm-hmm. 20. Benjamin Payne 20. It's P-A-Y-N-E. P-A-Y-N-E. N-E. Okay. Got <laughs> All right. Well, that, I think that's going to do it for today. Um, I just want to, uh, again, say uh, we hope you've enjoyed you know, listening about MTG in Japan and hope you'll join us again next time to learn more about you know, what's going on in uh, MTG, not only in Japan, but also in Asia in general. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions, you know, we just told you where you can find us. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, guys. Hey. No problem. Thanks for having us, man.